wanted to make a, a podcast on time travel, and then I realized that I didn't have time to do it. If you are wondering what I'm drinking, if you're watching the video today, I experimented recently in uh, the making of homemade Kahlua. And I have to say it turned out extremely well, to be to be quite frank about the whole situation. Um, I don't think I've, I've... I mean, this is the first time I've experimented making a drink of the alcoholic variety. Um, but I think it went very well, so that is what I'm drinking this evening. This is an evening. This is an evening podcast. I've, I've not... I mean, I have done an evening podcast. That's a lie. Excuse me. So I'm just imbibing in my... Uh, in my homemade Kahlua, on a nice quiet evening, finished work, came home, and decided that I should sit and talk to you guys today um, about the world at hand. Because it occurred to me winter is upon us. It has come. Winter has come. Well, winter's not quite here, but, but, uh, but autumn is in full effect, which is, is unavoidable, it seems. Um, it's raining everywhere, there's fog everywhere, it's frosty occasionally in the early morning, and um, so England's weather is, is all over the place. But of course, that means that the darkness is setting in, any day the uh, the clocks will go back if you're in the UK. If you're in the US, that might seem like a confusing sentiment, but essentially what we do is time travel and push time forward and backward at our own whim. Because in the UK we're fully aware that time is a construct, so we just wanna we wanna we wanna toy with that that idea. But winter winter comes as a reminder for most people, and it's a hard time for a lot of people, which is never something I've really felt. Because when it comes to winter, I love winter; it's fantastic. You know, we we get to sit around in our nice cozy homes. You go out. The weather's fantastic, it's raining, bludgeoning, in a sense, and, and you feel awake, you feel alive. Not like summer, summer just, summer's just full of uncomfortable, whereas winter's is nice. It's got a nice, dreary sentiment to it, which I, I really relate to, shockingly, shockingly, I know. Knocking things over. So, getting to the point. Winter being a hard time for people is something which I, I thought I'd broach. I've really wanted to make a podcast for a while now on mental health and the struggles of mental health and how people kind of get around things. This is much better. Okay, apologies for the first few minutes of this video. Um... We're on high gain as well, okay. So yeah, we, we're kind of in a situation where winter is upon us and is creeping in. And a lot of people really struggle with winter. Um, this is mainly just because they feel that it makes them very insular. And it feels they feel like they make a lot of people very insular. People really dread it to an extent where they, they really just want to bust through winter. And it's full of distractions. I don't know if you noticed. I mean, obviously you've noticed because you're aware these holidays exist. But... The events which happen within wintertime are generally just pushed as distractions. If anything else, you've got Halloween, Thanksgiving if you're in the US, um, Christmas, 
and New Year's, which are all four massive things, which are all essentially just huge and ostentatiously theatrical to distract you from the, the weather and the darkness around you. And a lot of people, a lot of people need that. It's not something I've ever felt. I've, I've, I've always approached winter quite welcoming with, with open arms because I, I guess that's the kind of person I am. But it got me thinking about insularity. And being one with yourself. And I think a lot of people are afraid of being alone with themselves. And not in a sexual way. I think a lot of people really kind of avoid it. They see it as a bad thing. They see it as something which should be avoided because when they're alone with themselves, they are forced to interact with themselves and they're forced to sit there and think... What am I doing with less? And I don't think you have to. I don't think if you're alone, you have to do that. But a lot of people worry that they'll do that and that they'll become depressed. And that, that that's the titular endpoint to winter. And that that's, how, that's all you can expect from it. Well, really? I don't think that's true. I, really, I mean, it's never been true for me. But I really crave insularity. I think... I think a lot of alone time... No, no, let's, 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 let's say that differently. I don't think being alone all the time is great for yourself. I'm not so arrogant that a person can completely be alone and be um, completely sane, really. We're, we're social animals. We require a lot of sociability. But from a standpoint where I see it is you need alone time. You need to be able to sit in your own little world and wonder about whatever you want to wonder about. Kids do it all the time. And they're the happiest people we know. You've got to kind of have that moment where you're able to just reject everything around you. Even right now, this is this was essentially what the tonight was about. It was about sitting alone with my thoughts. Maybe not even with my thoughts because I'm just sat chatting. Having a, a quiet drink and just being alone with me. This is what being alone with me is like. It's you know, filled with homemade glue. But I don't. I don't really understand why people run from it. I've always seen being insular as being something, something which I crave, and and good for you. It gives you time to unwind. It gives you time to escape. Everything. Um, and if you haven't, if you're thinking, well, why would I haven't got anything to escape? I love my life. Then fantastic. It gives you time to appreciate that, to enjoy that, to, to take that moment to think how everything around you is affecting you, um, or isn't affecting you and just appreciate that from a standpoint of complete isolation, really of a moment of, of, of brief reckoning is that moment of clarity. It's a clear moment of clarity. I mean, I to tell you a little about my life, I spend a lot of my time alone. A lot of my time alone. And that's... It's not necessarily by choice, but a lot of it is by choice. And it's because I enjoy my independence. I enjoy being me. I enjoy having to put on zero airs. And just... Only answering to myself. And having that complete format of insularity. To... To explore, really. It just sounds wrong. 
just sitting exploring myself apparently um it's getting a little sexual we'll ignore that but some people really reject that i think some people crave crowds they crave groups of people and, and talking to large groups of people and they feel sad if they're not doing that and they they actively seek out groups and friends and and, and strangers just to feel like they're not going to be alone because the moment that they they are alone they they instantly become depressive and i i find that such a strange concept to me i don't know if you agree out there um i guess it's the difference between introverts and extroverts but i know introverts who crave social situations whereas it's never something i've chased um luckily getting on to my next point luckily i have friends who chase me and that's fantastic, and I'm very thankful for them. Is they they are people who actively seek out me to say you need to come out and do this, or you need to come out and spend some time with us, because they know that people need to do that. And that's my next point is is I I dislike people who think that they completely can live independently. And whilst it is possible, and it gives you such a sense of, of absolute independence you 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 need social interaction even if it's just a striking comparison between your own life and other people's lives you need that contrast you need you need outside input otherwise your inside input is is pointless really if you've got nothing to compare anything to do then what's the point is it's that it's that balance between good and evil it's it's that need to say hey this is really good and this is really bad and this is where i sit so if you have no comparative note, then what's the what's the point? To live complete completely insulary, if that is a word, is is futile. And luckily, I have friends who who do seek me out. But winter is upon us. It's sneaking in gradually. So I wanted to suggest perhaps to the world out there what you can do with that time how you can how you can push through it how how can you can enjoy being alone see as much as i say that insularity is great and i can give another example of where um it does help so there's a thing where i have a, a theory i have of why a lot of relationships fail not relationships marriages is that you are essentially robbed of any moment of aloneness when you're married because you've you've said you're going to be together forever and then the likelihood is you'll have children and then they're going to be forever around. So any moment outside of children you're spending with your partner and any outside of your partner you're spending with your children. And it's important to define yourself independently, which is very hard to do in a family unit. So a lot of marriages struggle because there's no space. So rather than seeing them as a nice independent person who you live with and your kids as these wonderful creatures, you just kind of start to resent them because they're no longer people you're sharing a house with. They're people who are robbing you of your space and robbing you of your time and your moments where you can kind of relive yourself. And that's, that's a huge impact on the psyche of every, anyone really. It's, it's like, it's just invading. It's the same with work. If you've been at work too long and you haven't done, you know, anything to kind of give yourself that space or you can't do anything to give yourself that space and then having those people there all the time is like, it's too much. 
life needs that disconnect. You need you need to be able to just to step back and step into your own space and and not be afraid to step in your own space and not be afraid to just think, yes, you know what? We can let go for a moment. And it can be as simple as reading a book or pretending to read a book or, you know, just stepping back, pulling some headphones on and drinking some Kahlua, which is my current suggestion. Of how to handle life. But a lot of people worry about the, the time they're going to have of being alone too long. And whilst I say it's not it's not healthy to spend all of your time alone, it is required. And I think maybe I see it as development time. I'm never done developing myself. Never. I'm aware that I'm <laughs> It's so, so strange. I'm aware that I'm not perfect, which is, is strange, right? Because of course I'm perfect. No, I'm aware that I'm not perfect. So I use that time to pre- be productive. I use all my time to try and be productive, essentially. But when it's just me, there is no bounds, so I can do anything I want. So even if it's just having a small hobby, like learning a language or reading a book or going for a walk or something, then there are all little levels, there are all little things you can kind of do just to just to have a little bit of you time. To look inwardsly. There's a lot of talk about Jim Carrey at the moment, who's been ven- very inwardly looking. And the new documentary is coming out. Um, and there's a lot of uh, talk about his previous relationship, and obviously his partner died. Um, I don't know the ins and out details, but I do know I've seen a few interviews with him and read comments on those interviews. And it's concerning to see how the world sees independent inward thought. And it's it's often seen as a negative thing. It's often seen as something which is linked to depression. Now, I'm not going to say that it's not linked to depression. I'm not going to say that it's not something which can lead to uh, suicidal thoughts or anything like that but it's also something which doesn't necessarily do that because being completely happy all the time can make people absolutely depressed with their lives being completely content where there's no challenge makes people depressed with their lives these are things which this is why you see people who have had everything handed to them struggle so much because they're, they're everything's handed to them Why, if you've ever wanted for anything then how can you feel accomplished and the reverse happens for people who struggle a lot. You've, you know, if you've struggled for everything and nothing ever changes, then you're going to be able to feel depressed. But Jim Carrey has, he's come from a lot, regardless of whatever you your opinion on his life or his situation is. That there has a lot changed for that person, and a lot has happened, which has made him look very inwardly. And a lot of what he's been talking about has been this whole idea that Jim Carrey is essentially dead to him, but he's also alive, and that Jim Carrey is just a um, a construct, he's just a character, he's just a human being, um, or a face, or a character which you, he can put on, much like any of his other characters. And this realisation has obviously given him a lot of calm, it's given him a lot of space, and it's given him a perspective of life. It's just a slightly different perspective, and he's achieved that through looking inwardly and and coming through the other side of his struggles. And that's hugely important. But 
to get to my point, I was reading the comments, and a lot of people were on about how he needed to be on suicide watch, and how someone should be with him all the time, because the way he's talking is insane, and I don't see it as insane, and I don't particularly see it as something as enlightened, because he's not saying anything different to what millions of people have said before. All he's doing is just talking about himself. And talking about how he's seeing the world now, and that's that's fantastic. That's talking. That's, that's basically just concept. He's all he's doing is talking about himself as a concept, which we, you know, we are to some extent. And people really struggle with that. They struggle with this idea that you can look at yourself in such a way that you realise that you had something negative, and instead of coming out the other side all merry and happy and super energized, just coming out the other side completely calm and relaxed and completely at one with the idea that you've been through it and that's achieved through being insular. I have no idea if that makes any sense. And it's not the clue we're talking, and I realize now I'm talking in circles. I guess what I want to do is I want to, I just want to broach this idea that winter has arrived and a lot of the connotations of winter are depression and being alone and struggling to deal with oneself during those months. Um, some of it's chemical imbalance, stuff like vitamin D, which you're not getting enough of. Take vitamin D tablets if you're feeling uh, low energy during winter, by the way, it's the miracle, which is chemical um, substitutes. But there's a lot of hefty connotation with it. There's a lot of hefty... I think fear, maybe is the right word. There's a lot of fear about it. People struggle with it. And I guess I wanted to broach that. And think why that is. Why people would be so alone to be afraid with themselves. Just realise those words are backwards. Be so afraid to be alone with themselves. And I think it is that. It's the idea that people think when they're alone with themselves that they can only be depressed. And I don't think the media helps with that. I don't think anything helps with that. Because everything you read is if someone's alone and they're happy being alone, that they're, <laughs> they're waiting for death. I think a lot, of, a lot of literature, films, suggest that if someone's alone with themselves that, that they're wrong. Every major film where an an insular reclusive character meets an outside character is that they are alone grumpy sad or you know on the brink of suicide and then they meet this this wild outgoing loud character on the outside who instantly improves their lives and that's 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 media for you that's media skewing the message I mean, it's essentially just an idea, but you you got to think, well, not everyone does that. Not everyone needs that. Yes, they need some of that. But spending your time with yourself is not a bad thing. And it's not something you should be afraid of. It's something you should embrace to some extent. It's something which you should look to include in your life if you can. It's the, as I was saying about relationships earlier, is a lot of it is that you don't have time for yourself, and a lot of people really struggle because of that. They they struggle that there's not a place they can go and just be and, and, and relax. But there's the other side of that. I know of a lot of relationships, my past relationship definitely was a bit affected by this idea that there's too much time 
independent from one another. And that can have a damaging effect. And it's, it's really about striking that balance. And if you feel that you're in that balance and you feel that you're being affected by it, you need to discuss it with, with friends and family and your partners. Because it's an important part. It's an important part of being and growing and, and understanding yourself. And the more you're aware of yourself, the better you can handle any situation because you're aware of how you might react. I think we should take time to be ourselves. Not just be ourselves, but with, with ourselves. And alone time should be cherished. Not feared. It's, it's a time to look inwardly. To talk nonsense. To consider. You know, just where you're sitting. And how you'll be when you enter back into the social. I hope this helps someone. I'll talk to you guys later.